Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dunce Piece by the Mangaki no Sukai Boys, our One Piece podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and today I am joined by the third member of Millie Vanilli, Jesse. Hello, good to be here as always. And That's me. Oh, yes, that is. And the hall to my oats, Evan. Hey, what's up, baby? How are we doing today, guys? Great. Absolutely great. I just got home, had some spaghetti and meatballs. Oh. You know, Evan's homemade meatballs are nothing to fuck with. Oh. Love wow. to hear that. You said it. My Nona would be proud. Your Nona would be proud. All right. My Nona isn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, Nona. <laughs> for reasons that will remain undisclosed for legal reasons. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, so uh, before we start, I uh, just want to plug our Twitter. Uh, Jesse does a great job over there, so please go check out at uh, MangakiPod on Twitter to stay updated. Mostly, Jesse just posts a bunch of memes that he makes up himself, so please go check it out. <laughs> it's great content. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, me- oh, meme- okay. memes light. There's not much production value behind them, but... Uh... I do what I can in Instagram stories. I, I <laughs> do. I just <laughs> screenshot that. <laughs> well, They're clever. They're clever. I do enjoy them. Mind. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, Jesse uh, just put out a uh, two EP, a two song EP uh, with his band Tyler. Uh, Jesse, if you want to talk about that. Uh, sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We haven't put out music in um, four years under the band name Tyler. And it's just me and some good friends that go back almost 10 years at this point, um, you know, working together in the music scene. And I'm really proud of these songs. I think they're good. It's T-I-L-E-R. You can find them at tyler.bandcamp or if you look up Tyler watching paint dry on Spotify or Apple Music, you should be able to find it easily that way or any other service, really. And we'll, Um, we'll also put a link in the description. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's great. And also, you can leave us a voice message at the link in the description. Don't yes. forget that special yes. feature. Please, leave us a voice message. We will play it on air so long as uh, we can. I believe we can, yeah. Well, we can I mean, I'm saying, right in there. Uh, as long as you don't say oh, <laughs> anything <laughs> that we can't play, we will certainly play it. Um, yeah. Please don't call us about Bulma's boobies. Yeah, please don't. Please, please don't. No. Please do call us about <laughs> uh, Jesse. The EP is also getting remixed. You you had mentioned. Oh yeah, that's out too. That's also out on the Bandcamp, and uh, you can find that under Grimothy. My friend Grimothy as uh, the artist's name. He's recently gotten into a lot of electronic and like dark techno. He's describing it as, and he really took the two songs and made them his own thing, and it's pretty cool. Very much right like a, com- a companion piece, Very cool. I guess, to, to the other Dude, album. So. That's honestly really cool, man. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, it is. That um, is really I, cool. I, I saw you post about it, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I'll probably do that like probably right after this podcast. I didn't realize it was fully out. Yeah, it's two songs each, so please look forward to that. Absolutely. All right, so today uh, we are going to change up the format. It's going to be uh, more like the Dragon Buds episode, where uh, it, this chunk of uh, chapters is really just a lot of fighting. So we'll focus mostly on the fighting, and um, I'll bring up some important information that should be mentioned, and then at the end we'll go over maybe some trivia and then any other little things that didn't get mentioned while we were talking about the fights. Uh, so um, 
today's chapters are uh, 83 to 95, uh, and that covers you know the, the second half of the Arlong Park arc. Uh, and before we get into what actually happens in the arc, we have a uh, side story about Kobe and Helmeppo and what they've been doing after they joined the Marines. And most of their story is just them like doing chores and training and like there's just most of the chapters were literally just them like doing chores and manual labor shit uh but at one point uh the ship that they're on uh gets a prisoner and it's axe hand morgan and they are trying to transfer him to another marine ship who we get to see garp for the first time he's not actually named in the uh in the chapter he's just like marine vice general or vice captain or whatever um yeah that's definitely something that i had no idea of the first time reading that so yep this time through i was able to pick up on that right away and um helmeppo is is axe hand morgan's son correct that is correct Correct. oh yeah so when he when he like uh kidnaps him it's like kind of funny it's even called like a a surprise kidnapping or whatever and right it's like he's kidnapping his own son for holding him <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So like, as they're transferring him over to Garp's ship, he uh, takes a swipe at Garp, and uh, then he takes Helmepo hostage. And that's the last uh, bit of it that we've seen from these chapters. They're definitely going to continue that story, but that's what we saw so far. Also, we see Garp's ship, which is, yeah, which is nameless. Unfortunately, there's no- is it really? Yeah, there's no name. There's not any trivia about it. So. It's just it has the dog figurehead and it's a nameless ship. Um, one thing I would want to mention is, and this is something I just noticed. I'm looking at the first chapter on chapter 83, and Helmeppo's smoking a cigarette. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Something we really don't see often is characters smoking. Uh, uh, I guess Sanji and Smoker, but like, yeah, not a lot of char- <laughs> yeah, not a lot of characters really smoke in One Piece. So, yeah, interesting to see that because I don't think that's a thing in the anime. I've got to say too on the on the title page for eighty three that ray tracing in the puddle is really great. I've been playing a lot of Ratchet and Clank, and it looks just like that. So, uh, good yeah. good job. Looks looks great here on the <laughs> PS five. I I have to say a little Ratchet and Clank is a little bit of an understatement, don't you think? Well, in the grand scheme of how much I will play by the end of the month. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was originally going to make a joke. Uh, uh, about this and then I wasn't but I think it's a good idea uh, and I'm gonna stand by it I can't believe Oda would be so blatant to make a blackface joke in the first fucking chapter of this arc uh, if we go down to page first off the, the chapter is called Luffy in blackface and then he literally makes Luffy in blackface on page 7 or I'm sorry page 5 of this arc you guys see this? You guys see what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, when he gets covered in the ink, right? Yeah, but it's like a, you know, it's like the, the Japanese racism thing all over again, except way more blatant. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that one. Um, right. we've, had a, we've had extensive convos about this in the past, but... Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm only joking. Only joke. Yeah. <laughs> the chapter is not called Luffy in Blackface. The chapter is called Luffy in Black simply because Hachi shoots ink on him. I was sitting over here, like mouth agape. Like, is this, uh, what version is he reading? <laughs> it says blackface. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I see the version where it says roofy. 
with, with a fucking R <laughs> Dude, over here. But... I literally took a swig of water. You made me fucking spit water all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. It's a good thing because the water was roofied. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice, dude. Okay, so. Oh, Adam, you really had me nervous here. I, I thought, you know, 10,000 were about to drop out of the stream. <laughs> Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. You're a madman. Everyone's uh, like, One Piece is racist? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, our, yeah. Our, podcast, our podcast finally blows up. It gets like a million hits. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the audience we're, we're going for, but I guess we got big off something. No press is negative press. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I, okay. I cannot wait to get ratioed on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by Hasanabi. <laughs> yeah. Someone like that, I guess. Yeah, him or Best D Socialist. One of them. Anyway. Okay, so the second half of our long park is mostly fights, so we're just going to focus on those. Um, something that's important to note uh, before we get into all the fighting is that Luffy in the last chunk of chapters had stuck his feet, like literally just stuck his feet into the cement to, in order to uh, use like a gum gum pinwheel or whatever they called it uh, uh, against uh, Mumu, the big sea cow. So currently he's stuck in cement and Arlong just walks up to him, grabs his arm literally grabs the concrete that he's stuck in, pulls him up with the concrete, <laughs> and throws him into the ocean. Oh, so, so good. So, while, so good. Just keep in mind, while we're going through these fights, Luffy is literally, like, dying in the ocean right now. Okay? And yep. something else that's going to be recurring a lot in uh, One Piece from this arc onwards is that whenever we see the Straw Hats, uh, you know, fighting another crew or fighting a villain or whatever it might be, uh, the fights don't stay clustered as, like, a crew battle. Everyone usually ends up isolated and fighting, like, a one-on-one or a two-on-two. Sometimes it's one-on-two, but usually it's, like, a one-on-one kind of thing where, like, we'll see, like, it's always going to be, like, Luffy fighting the captain, Zoro fighting a swordsman. I mean, not always like that, but kind of, you know. Um, Us- yeah, every... Every straw hat will be matched up with, like, a counterpart. Pretty much. It's less obvious. It's less obvious with this right I, now. I think it's more um, obvious with this, honestly. Because well, I was going to say there are, like, certain crews out there where it's like, yeah, we got Zoro, who's the... Oh, well, I guess you could say the same thing with the Fishman, how that's, Usopp's fight is with the guy who's, like, right. mostly range attacks. Right. Which is why I don't... A, I think it's honestly way less of that going forward and more so of that, like, right now. Because we do see, like, Hachi's a swordsman. He's going to fight Zoro. Chu is a marksman. He's going to fight Usopp. Uh, Karubi is a fighter. He's going to fight Sanji. And Cap- and Luffy's going to fight Arlong, obviously. Yeah, the captain. All right. Jesse, did you have something to say before we keep going? I did, but I'll just say something else. Is his name Arlong because he's, like, has a long nose? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I doubt it, because then they'd call him, like, Oolong. Wait. Wait no. a minute. Wait a second. Is Arlong Oolong? He is a shapeshifter. No, no, I was saying for Usopp, he would be called Oolong. <laughs> oh, here I am, bringing it back to Dragon Ball. Silly me. Can't fucking escape it. God damn it, it's a curse. Uh, okay, okay, okay. 
All right, so calm down, everybody. <laughs> everyone, sh shut the fuck up. Okay? Everyone, fucking relax. All right, all right. So the first fight is uh, Zoro versus Hachi, and Hachi definitely gets portrayed as this joke character. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you guys give me one second? Just fill in this brief gap. Sure. Hey, Evan. You know what I've been thinking about, man? How cool was the fucking Nintendo GameCube? I mean, this is a console that physically is purple. In a world of gray and black and, and consoles with wood on the side and stuff, this thing is purple. It's a cube. It has a handle uh, yeah, I mean, on it. I mean, I don't think, yeah, before that, the only other uh, colored console I could think of would be like the, uh, the N64s. Like there was the clear N64. There were the different colored N64s. The cool uh, era of consoles. Leave it to Nintendo. Yeah, seriously. Honestly, one of the best eras of consoles, man. Agreed. I love the GameCube. I, don't actually, I, don't yeah, I, I own a I own a black GameCube actually, but the purple one I had a is purple. obviously the the base one, and it's cool yeah. that it's purple. I had purple I think... GameCube and green well, see through green N sixty four. Nice. Mm -hmm. I had, I just had the gray N sixty four, but I did have the purple GameCube. I see. And I had the uh, see through purple and green N sixty four controllers. Nice. Very cool. Or something. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back. Yeah. So, uh, okay, back to uh, Zoro and Hachi. Thanks for covering. Um, <laughs> so, uh, again, Hachi, you know, definitely gets portrayed a little bit more as a joke character, I feel like. Uh, he's definitely taken a little bit serious in this fight, but at the beginning, it kind of just feels a little bit like a joke. Um, so, the fight starts with uh, Zoro only using one sword, and we, if you remember, that's because uh, Mihawk destroyed his other two swords. Um, now, this is the sword that... Like his first sword, right? Right. So Zoro throughout One Piece will have a, some named swords. And this sword does have a name. I actually didn't write it down, so I can't tell you what it is. But this white sword that he always has with him has a name. The other two swords were just two swords, you know. But this sword has meaning uh, to him. And I, I, I want to say we know what that meaning is already. Can I, I'll just say yeah. it. it was given to yeah. him by the, the girl who had passed away. I'm pretty sure we we found that out, okay. right? Yeah, I want to say yeah, we, we definitely did. That. did. Yeah, and um, I don't want to get us too off track, but I do want to say I read a really interesting fan theory about his sword, uh, like this sword in particular, and how it how this fan theory states that it might be one of the supreme grade swords. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, and, I think I know why. The, but yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, the theory goes, like, if the girl died, they said, like, oh, she fell down some stairs. But it, they also stated, stated that, you know, she was supposed to have a fighting spirit. And she might have actually tried to, like, maybe utilize a sword a bit, and it killed her. <laughs> wow. So that'd be a pretty cool little uh, little thing there. And I think, I, I don't know too much about Wano, but knowing... <laughs> Going off what I know about Wano, that theory could hold true as well, considering who might have given her that sword. Right. Right? Okay. Um, I mean, let's face okay. it here. Let's, let's face it here. It's a samurai arc. It's like a Japanese-themed arc. You know there are going to be some samurai swords in it. Oh, yeah. Know, so. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say... I don't want to... I don't want to say... Right. Jesse doesn't know anything about it. On, so that... that'll When we, like, get into the... I, I'm excited to get into the part where Jesse's not going to know anything until he reads it you know yeah i feel that that's why Only... I, that's why kingdom is so fun for me is because jesse still has no idea what's about to come right absolutely yeah 
Um, Only 900 chapters to Wano. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, We're one-ninth of the way there, guys. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so while he's fighting Hachi, Hachi uh, shows off that he can use six swords because he's an octopus and can use six, uh, a sword in each one of his hands. Uh, and, you know, Zoro asks Yosaku and Johnny to give him their swords. And on chapter 85, page four, uh, they throw him the swords and he's not looking. He's not looking at the swords that are coming. He's just staring at Hachi, and he grabs them out of the air without even looking, encounters Hachi, and uh, it's just, like, really badass. Like, he does this, like, this backwards flip while, the, you know, blocking all of the swords, and then he just cuts them straight up. Very cool. Really cool Man, moment one of the Zorro. best moments. For sure. Probably was... one of the, like, best, one of the best Zoro moments, just because of how fucking badass it is. But also, like, one of the best moments in Arlong Park, for sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, then Hachi counters with this octopus pot stance where he pretty much just takes his six swords and he puts them so they're all pointing together. They're, like, all their tips are touching, and he just kind of runs straight. It's a pretty f- stupid attack, but he even says at one point, like, this attack's 100% unavoidable. He does hit Zora with it, Um and uh well yeah because he breaks zoro's guard by like right all six and then opening them up right with octopus opener (laughs) yeah with octopus opener and he headbutts zoro uh into the air and he spins his swords above his head and like does this like blender thing it actually looks really cool uh and zoro's uh, he calls it his six swords waltz and zoro's like falling onto it and it looks like zoro fucking dies uh on page 12 of chapter 85 but in fact, what we find out is that Zoro actually was able to, like, they, I think he's, he, like, I think uh, Hachi says he spins himself on top of the blades. So I guess he kind of, like, rotates with the blades somehow and counters Hachi. Yeah. Which he, is really like, cool. Spins, yeah, he spins, like, with the momentum to bring him down, I guess. Right. But, yeah, pretty awesome. Uh, and the fight kind of the, the artwork. Um, the artwork in this whole fight was really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, really good artwork all the way around. I actually, uh, to be honest with you guys, read this all in black and white. Um, oh, nice! I wanted to see the the true artwork of Oda with some of this stuff. And actually, I will say there were certain parts where I liked the black and white more than the colored. Specifically, when they show off the giant scar that Zoro has as uh, Arlong's holding him up later on. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so another thing to keep in mind is Zoro is still very much fucked up from his fight with Mihawk. Uh, I mean, Hachi cuts him, but uh, Zoro's definitely fucked up. Uh, but yeah. the fight concludes with Zoro uh, breaking all six of Hachi's swords and using his Tatsumaki attack, which is uh, translates to, to uh, Dragon Tornado. And uh, yeah, that... shout out to One Piece or sorry, put One Punch Man. Nice. <laughs> Um, and that's, that's pretty much the end of that fight. And then as that fight ends, we can see Zoro kind of slumps over and Karubi comes up and tries to, you know, pretty much take him out and Sanji steps up and that will lead us right into our next fight. Um, Hey, yes, Adam, yes. On, on page 14 of chapter 85, mm-hmm. uh, there's a nice little drawing of, uh, of Hachi explaining how it works. And how he how he spun himself on top of the swords, and just to look on the little miniature Hachi's face, I'm all zoomed in. He's got these big bug eyes. It's pretty funny. 
He's like holding an umbrella. <laughs> so oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, he's even got his arms in like this like I don't know, sit like stance. Like I don't... he's like he's trying to juggle something, it looks yeah, like Yeah, or he's dancing or something. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's so goofy. Love uh, it. Hachi so... is one of my favorite characters. Hachi uh, that we've read so far. Hachi's a great character and will become an even better character as we, we dig more into One Piece. Um so yeah, so uh the fight with um the next fight we're going to do is Sanji versus Karubi, and the fight starts with Sanji jumping into the ocean because him and Zoro had this conversation like, you know, Luffy probably uh, is going to die soon. Like, he's been down there for a while. And as we know, uh, people with devil fruit powers uh, become hammers. In the, in, in, and by the way, okay, I didn't want to say this now, but we'll, we'll get into it. But they become hammers. But even without that, I mean, he's stuck in concrete, float, you know, sinking to the bottom of the ocean. So I think this is a good time to just take a pause on the fights and uh, talk about what you guys think about uh, uh, Luffy's powers and how Devil Fruit works underwater. So during the Zoro and Hachi fight, um, Genzo and Nojiko jumped into the ocean from outside of Arlong Park and swam over to Luffy. And uh, they were like, we need to fucking do something to save him. And they ob- they're not strong enough to pull him out with the concrete, nor are they strong enough to just straight up break the concrete. So they come up with the idea that he's made of rubber. We can grab his head. We'll stretch him out of the ocean and we'll pump the water out of him. So I'll hold his head out. So Nojiko is going to hold his head out of the water and Genzo is going <laughs> to stay down there and pump water out of him. Now, here's where things get a little, little tricky and the fan base gets a little uh, split on this. So Devil Fruit powers are not supposed to work when the user comes into contact with the ocean. And many people argue that Luffy shouldn't be able to use his powers. Uh, if you go to chapter 89 on page 2, Arlong even says like that uh, the sea robs Devil Fruit users of their powers. Uh, yeah, and, I wrote that in yeah. my notes. It's pretty. I wrote it's pretty ballsy of Oda to write that uh, four right. chapters after he already shows luffy's head getting stretched out yeah um yeah i don't know what what's up with that (laughs) i got more to talk about it so don't worry i'll get more into it but uh i'll get your guys take on it as well let me just get through this real quick and then i'll let you guys have the floor with it um so not only their abilities but it's supposed to drain them of their energy so like they like like at one point you see luffy like kind of like putting his hands over his mouth and like holding his breath uh like it's supposed to just sap you, you know. You're like if, in later chapters of One Piece, you'll see like when Luffy gets into contact with I forget what they call it, Karaseki. It's uh this like this material that they make from the ocean that they put on weapons. When he gets touched, sea stone, yeah. When he gets touched by, it, he literally like just like turns into a puddle. Uh, so so because um, uh. But I've also seen the argument online that it robs people of their powers, not their passive abilities. Uh, So because Luffy is just a rubber man, he wouldn't revert back to being normal, right? He wouldn't just stop being rubber. But if another Devil Fruit user, um, let's say, I don't know, let's say Ace. If Ace fell into the water, he wouldn't be able to shoot fire, right? Um, Like he wouldn't be able to become fire. Right. He wouldn't be able to come fire either. I don't think he would be able to activate that power. Whereas Luffy's whole body is literally, he's a paramecia type. He's made of rubber now. He doesn't have normal organs anymore. His body is not normal anymore. Um, so what do you guys mm. think about that? Uh, do you think Oda fucked up? 
Uh, do you think they're the the argument for passive abilities makes sense? What do you guys think about it? I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, and I have an SBS question that fills us more in on this idea, but I want to hear your guys' take first. All right, let me ask you this, though. Are there any other instances in the whole series, if you have to spoil it, whatever, are there any other instances where it would, you know, um, support the evidence that the passive ability can still be used or, like, like does at any other time in the series does anybody even have the danger of falling into the water or does that hazard just kind of go away i think otis stays mostly away from it um yeah i I, i'm sure there's instances where they're like oh no there's water around us this is going to be a factor in this fight but not really because at a certain point people are just like fucking ridiculous and able to move so fast and not really the, the ocean, the whole hammer thing really becomes less relevant the more we get into One Piece. Yeah, there, and also, There are like, certain times, but... Go ahead, Evan. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, they also go to, like... They, it stops... I feel like East Blue has been a lot focusing on, like, small islands, you know? Where, meanwhile, they'll go to some places that are, like, continents, so... Uh, like Alabasta is fucking huge, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're not really going to be in contact with the ocean too much because mm-hmm. I mean they're inland. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean if you. But go ahead. No, I mean, but yeah, like like you were saying, Oda doesn't really use it very much, right. and I think it's maybe because of this. <laughs> because it's I think he, I think he fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, I think he just fucked up. I I don't think he thought it thought it out. Um. Didn't he apologize for this? Or I, something? Something like that. Something along those lines, I think, actually did happen where he was like, he issued an apology for it. I don't, I think, I like the argument for the passive abilities thing because I don't think it would make sense for Luffy to literally not be able to stretch his body anymore. I mean, he's still made of rubber. He doesn't go back to being a normal human. I like that that take on it. Um, I, I get no, it's, that. It's a, I get it's that. a good point. It's a, definitely a good. I argument like the sure. I like the argument that it will rob you of your power. So like, <clears> if Aokiji or Ace or uh, literally any, think of any other Devil Fruit power user that needs to activate their ability, like do something with their ability, shoot something out of their body or whatever, um, that would make sense. Uh, but like, Luffy, if they touch the water, obviously they're going to lose that that active ability i like the the idea that there's an active and a passive ability with certain devil fruits because like Mm. luffy doesn't really have a power i mean he's made of rubber but he doesn't shoot anything he doesn't have this like grandiose thing that he's doing his body is just rubber and he's using his body to fight you know yeah and obviously hockey changes a lot of things but that's way down the line I can get behind that. Um, you know, I think that makes more sense than the goddamn time traveling in the cell arc. But, um, y- you know, like, uh, I'm just saying, as a Dragon Ball fan, I'm, I'm used to stupid plot holes mm-hmm. and dumb headcanon explanations. So mm-hmm. I guess I can get that. But, wh- again, while I was reading, when Arlong said, you know, it, it takes away all your powers or whatever, I was like, damn, he says it right here. I, know. I thought that was crazy that he said it too. Interesting. Well, what what is the SBS and when when did that come out? Okay, so this SBS came out in volume forty one, so much much later, much later. Um, SBS. So SBSs are the question and answer things at the end of chapters, where the the fans ask Oda a question and he, they like write him a letter and he answers it. Gotcha. 
Yeah, okay. they're not normally in the uh, full they're, color. They're not in the full color. They are in the black and white versions. And when I was first like, I want to talk about this because this is like an important thing that a lot of people talk about. Uh, I wanted to like really just like see what Oda had to fucking say about it. And I think this SBS um, doesn't particularly answer this per this exact thing, but I, I I think it's interesting what he says about devil fruit users and water not just ocean water but water so the sbs goes here's the question oda here's a question for you crocodile can't fight water because he's sand right then how does he bathe does he at all that's filthy do you bathe oda (laughs) uh so that's the question which is a funny question and i can't believe the uh how big of an answer oda gave to this so here's here's oda's response to this question First of all, let's discuss the problem of devil fruit users bathing themselves. People who have eaten devil fruit are hated by the sea and cannot swim. The sea here can refer to anything from rivers, pools, baths, to any kind of standing water. On a worldwide level, they are all the sea. When these people enter water, not only can they not use their powers, they have trouble moving their bodies at all. They might be able to struggle a bit, but it wouldn't do much good. That's if their entire bodies are submerged in the sea. With less than half of the body or just the limbs, it gets easier. As rain, also, rain and dripping water have no effect at all. Therefore, hip baths or showers are most common choice. Now, in Crocodile's case, water is the weakness of his very power, so his abilities are robbed even in the shower. But it's not like there are enemies around when you take a shower, so I'd bet he would take them even with his powers being blocked, don't you think? And to answer your final question about myself bathing, as it happens, I do bathe twice in a year. That's Oda's. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what a fucking baller. And I believe... Oh, man. Real quick, what a, I believe what a man. in one of the movies when I was reading about this, because someone brought this up, which is why I even knew this fucking question and answer existed. Someone, I think they said in big film Z, there's a scene where Luffy's taking a shower and the water goes past his knees and he slumps over like he lost his powers. So I oh, get wow. that gives credence to this answer. Not that this answer really answers what we're talking about but i figured it's pretty interesting to think that it's not just the sea and the sea stone thing kind of makes it a little bit weird that this is an answer now because when we think about it like yeah sea stone it's not the salt that's it's just water so it's 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 interesting and a lot of people talk about um in the thriller bark arc how gecko moria's weakness is salt and how you can purify zombies and get the souls out of people with using salt a lot of people were like well how come that's a thing and everyone said and that was answered by no 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 that's just a unique weakness to gecko moria's powers that has nothing right. to do with sea salt right because it, yeah it's not sea salt it's just salt and occultism right and stuff in general right you know that yeah right on mm-hmm. one last thing adam before we get off this what other person do you think would be able to use their powers in the water still that's a really good question um maybe katakuri maybe maybe Charlotte katakuri katakuri because his body's body mochi but it would jesse doesn't it would know really, what that is yet yeah um it would really have to be anybody that you know, their bodies turned into something that's not a Logia user. 
Right. So think about that's pretty rare. Think about all the low. Yeah, Paramecia types I feel are super rare. Uh, think about all the Logia users we've seen. Uh, Smoker, Ace, Boris, all the all the generals. Um, all of them, even if this had happened to them, would be fucked. I mean, you can't pull Smoker's head out of the water, even if it turns to smoke. You can't pull Ace's head out of the water, even though it turns to fire. Uh, so yeah. I, even though their passive abilities might still be working for them, it's not going to work in the same sense. I think this is legitimately a case where only Luffy and now that Evan brings up Katakuri could survive. I'm sure if I took the time and went through every other fucking Devil Fruit user, I can make an argument for some of them. But really, I think realistically, this is like a unique situation that's just for Luffy. Yeah, Absolutely. So you're, it's, you're it's a thousand percent correct. It's definitely interesting to think about. Maybe law? No, but no, definitely not. No, because like, what would happen with him? He wouldn't to. even be able to. He wouldn't be able to use, you know, shambles or whatever he says. Again, another character yeah. that I don't. Oh no, Jesse knows who law is. Jesse, do you know anything about law's powers? Do you know how they work yet or no? Oh no, I just remember him like when he shows up, he switches out someone's head with a cannonball or something ridiculous like that all right well i, I will be mixing something no up, no no but... you're right you're right i won't tell you exactly how it works but yes he he it, when he shows up at shabbity archipelago uh and they fight the marines outside the uh the auction house he does do that with a bunch of people's body parts he switches people's body parts around and can teleport people within that field he makes but there's way more to it than that that is not really yeah. his power his power is not to teleport people that is not his power hmm Hmm. but okay so we'll go well now that we've talked about this i'm in the camp of passive abilities i'm fine with that argument what about you guys final thoughts i think i would have fucked up okay yeah same i think okay. i would have fucked up Fair but enough. i do find the i do find the argument compelling that yeah um, I, I get it I could, I could go either way but i just feel like i'm just gonna treat this like warhammer 40k orcs <laughs> i imagined it that it would work so it, therefore it, it, it did therefore, therefore it, it worked. I, I painted this thing red now it's faster let's go hell yeah boy do hell love, yeah boy do love orcs probably my favorite race of things in the uh warhammer lore they're pretty cool they're, they're great they're the they're the most fun i would they, say yes absolutely definitely the most fun okay okay let's get back to this so back to uh the sanji fight which is actually uh, pretty short. It's only one page. Um, Sanji, like I said, Sanji jumps into the ocean to go after, uh, to save Luffy. His idea is, if I can get down there, he, again, no one at this point even knows that Genzo and Nojiko are currently trying to save Luffy. Uh, so he, he goes oh, down yeah, there. Also, you know, Genzo has been breathe, holding his breath for a long time. Oh, yes. Yeah, this, this whole thing, besides the, like, uh, the, the weirdness with the devil fruit felt very much like a, like a side quest in a video game or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this happens a lot too. Uh, I don't really like talking about it cause I'm, I'm more than okay with how things play out during arcs, but I feel like a lot of the time when we're going through these arcs, something happens to Luffy and he doesn't get to do any of the fighting until the very end of the arc in like most arcs. I feel like a mm, lot of it. That's very, 
That's very fair. A lot of it, some shenanigans happen, and Luffy is like incapacitated or in this circumstance, fucking stuck on the bottom of the ocean right now. You know. Yeah, there's that one arc later on where uh, Captain Ginyu steals his body, and then he has to sit in the healing pod. <laughs> yeah, and he has to jump around as a fucking Namek after we, frog. After we already waited for him to fucking get to Namek in the first place, goddamn. Uh, goddamn it, Oda. Um, so so yeah so again sanji jumps down there and his idea is i'm gonna kick the concrete and then i can just swim luffy back up Uh, but that's solid that's a good plan but he as he's swimming down there um you know he sees genzo and karubi follows him um and this is when fishmen are at their strongest when they're in water okay karubi literally grinds sanji into a fucking paste uh <laughs> Sanji tries to escape to the surface a- after realizing, you know, oh fuck, I'm in trouble. He gets he gets shithoused. He gets thrown into the like the cliffside and he's like, I need to I'm fucking dying. I need I need fucking air. So uh, you know, I, I honestly think that this is this fight, even though it's really short, is really cool the way that, that both fighters uh think about things. So Karubi, you know. Obviously, is not going to let him go back to the ocean or back to the surface and, and breathe. He grabs Sanji and he literally monologues. I'm pretty sure it's a monologue that uh, hu- yes. human bodies can't handle rapid change in pressure. So he quickly, as fast as he can, swims San- Sanji down to the bottom of the ocean, which fucks up Sanji's internals. Yeah, he explodes. It's crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. And, you know, Sanji going i'm in fucking trouble if that happens again i already can't fucking breathe points up and kruby's like oh you want to go up and kruby's like i'm gonna just do it again so he swims him back up but son <laughs> Sanji- it's like the hooks in spongebob yeah literally and you float back down to the bottom whatever <laughs> uh sanji comes up with a great idea that if i cover his gills he is he can't breathe underwater and I want to, I don't know, it, it kind of happens really fast. I don't know if maybe Karubi tries to breathe through his gills and that's what forces him, but um, it forces him to let go and Sanji's able to get back to the surface. And once they get back to the surface, Sanji fucking destroys Karubi, like literally <clears throat> hits him with like five of his mutton and pork chop attacks and whatever he fucking names oh, his yeah. attacks. All yeah, the all yeah, the French yeah. cuisines that that they're named after. Every every French word Sanji knows right. is getting thrown at this guy. And I think the best part about it is, uh, Kruby's literally monologue. It's really funny because Kruby's monologuing about how Sanji only got hit by his one hundred tile smashing true punch, and now he's gonna <laughs> use his one thousand tile smashing true punch. But as he's fucking, it doesn't even get to finish the sentence. Sanji literally fucking jumps him. And just beats yeah. the crap out of him. Yeah, and, and that panel is fucking sick looking, dude. Yeah. Oh. I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm looking at it in black and white right now, and it, it looks awesome. Let me. Let, what uh? What chapter are you looking at? Eighty six. Uh, Eighty six. Yeah, page twenty four of twenty five on uh the old V three. Vroom vroom. Let's uh, go. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's such a great looking, great looking panel. Adam, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Are Sanji's attacks? Because what he does here in this chapter is every every word that he says is like, you know, a part of the body. So are his attacks usually named after where he's going to hit someone? Oh, hmm. That's a really good question, Evan. I've never really considered it. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you for that. That's really 
really interesting. I'm going to start paying attention to that. Because you see what I'm saying, right? Where, yeah, you know, yeah. The first one is his neck, and then the next is his shoulder. But, uh, damn. I, n- I never noticed that until I was reading it earlier. And um, it made me kind of feel stupid, you know? <laughs> like, I, maybe it's just because, obviously, I never had translations next to it like that. Yeah, good um, thing me and Adam don't feel stupid live on air right now. Haha, <laughs> not me. Yeah. I'm too smart to feel stupid. Yeah, hey, normally, man. see, I, I already knew these French words, so I wasn't thinking about it in English like that, you know? Like, uh... <laughs> oh, but man. Yeah, it's I, I think that's a, I think that's a really interesting thing that you brought up. I, I literally have never even considered this, so... And I've read fucking... I don't think that's a thing. That's why you never thought of it. Evan, that's a stupid idea, Evan. Yeah. You know what? Evan's actually just an idiot and trying to make us look bad. Just so, you wait. Just so. you wait. <laughs> so I'm proven right. <laughs> all right. All right. So the last fight we're going to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Not the last fight. Um, I guess the last fight between crew members we're going to talk about is Usopp versus Chu. And I definitely yeah. think that this fight is one of the better of the three. Uh, it's, I think, the longest of them all, um, besides the Luffy fight. But it really shows um, how Usopp develops and how he's going to develop going forward. Uh, he's, he's a coward. We all know that. Uh, it's his moniker. And it will be his moniker for the rest of One Piece. Don't, don't think that at any point Usopp is going to like man up and be cool. But he has <laughs> these fucking moments. He has these moments. And there's another moment in my mind. I won't bring it up because Jesse didn't read Dress Rosa. But the Dress Rosa moment is also really fucking cool. Mm. Okay, and not, mm. and not the one where he scares the person. I'm talking about the bagworm shot. Oh, I know. I okay. Know. No. I know no. The okay. bagworm shot? I'm talking about the bagworm <laughs> shot, okay? I'm talking about the ketchup star shot. How about that? I, thought, I, I was like, dude, ketchup star, get the fuck out of here yeah. with this. Bagworm? No, no, no. I want smelly rotten eggs and ketchup. That's what I want my, my marksmen using as weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so the, the fight starts, and we, we see Usopp, you know, he's faking that he got hit by, by Chu's uh, ability. And Chu, real quick, has this ability that he's able to project water out of his mouth as if he was shooting a gun. So He's, he's, basically, a, he's basically a war turtle. Literally. 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 Um, Only if he sucks up the water, though, right? Yes, but he can store water, a lot of it. Oh, yeah, I mean, he sucks see. up this whole little bog thing. Right, which I'm going to show everybody, because I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Usopp's faking. He looks like he's covered in blood. He probably just used a ketchup star on his stomach. And Chu, you know, leaves. Um, you know, he thinks that, you know, he, Usopp's dead. Uh, so, as he's leaving, Usopp gets all these flashbacks about the crew and like how you know their crazy conviction to fight the fishmen and it really spurs him to fight which again is really cool because we don't usopp's a coward we don't he's not known as like this big fighter and even his weapons are fucking goofy like besides his like certain kill star his weapons are fucking goofy uh he's he is a joke character at this point but he he really mans up here um which, I like one thing. One thing he says that's really great when he has all this whole epiphany that he needs to stop being such a fucking coward is he says, you know, they risk their lives. Talking about the other straw hats, they risk their lives and give it their all every day, and they can laugh from their bottom of the hearts because of that. 
I was like, fuck yeah, dude, that's that's a good point, man. Yeah, really cool. And here's the coolest part about this fight. Usopp fucking dabs on this man, all right? Usopp <laughs> fucking owns this dude, okay? So Chu knocks him to the ground. And Usopp's laying there and he's like, I, I it's over, I, I law or you know, it's over. He keeps saying it's over, it's over. And as he's doing this, you see him put his hand into his his coin purse thing. And he pulls out a fucking hammer and fucking hits Chu in the shin with this hammer. And Chu's fucking mouth on page, uh, page, page 14. Look at this fucking <laughs> mouth. Okay. So Usopp hits him with this thing. And uh, Chu, I guess, you know, he gets real disoriented. And Usopp takes the time to escape into, like, the trees and the forest that are right there. And, um... Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, before he does that, Usopp shoots a rubber band at him. Usopp's famous yeah. rubber band uh, attack. Yeah, I think I think he shot it in his eyes, and that's what caused him to flinch. Right. So then Usopp takes the time. He runs into the the forest, and we see this bottle of rum get thrown at Chu, who catches it. But Usopp shoots it with a certain kill, Lead Star. This is the genius of Usopp, okay? This, this is pro strat right here. This is fucking genius, okay? This, honestly, I was so fucking impressed rereading this. I was like, god damn, Usopp, really fucking impressive work here. Okay. So, uh before we see the before we see the genius of Usopp, we see the destructive power of Chu, who is literally a fucking cannon of a man. He sucks up this entire little fucking rice paddy field of water. And he, f he shoots this gigantic water cannon. We see how fucking devastating the, the explosion is. He, I mean, he literally, like, destroys an entire section of the forest. Uh, and he even makes a joke. Like, Usopp, like, pokes out. He's like, oh, oh, and he's like, oh, I don't even need to find him. He fucking, he revealed himself. Uh, so Chu uh, rushes at Usopp. And Usopp dabs on him. He goes, hey. Did you know that alcohol is flammable and shoots the certain kill flame star sets Chu on fire. And we get this really funny picture. Uh, I think it's actually on the next chapter. Um, uh, page three. Yes. Yes. Where it's literally <laughs> like Chu is like enveloped in flames and all you can see is his fucking lips. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great work by Oda. I actually uh, tweeted this picture out. I said, uh, OMG, this lipstick makes you look so hot. <laughs> yep. All the good stuff you're missing by not following at Mangaki Pod on Twitter. <laughs> also on this page, we get uh, Usopp doing Usopp Hammer like 10 times in a row. Yes. Throwing a yeah. rubber band in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. He throws in the the rubber band like that's going to do anything. <laughs> and then fucking the next page, yeah, it, the He's got lumps. bumps on bumps. Yep. You gotta that's have like... muscles on your eyeballs. <laughs> that's like that's like old school anime, like wounds, you know. Oh yeah. Yo, yo, yo! This is super random. <laughs> I, uh, Evan, I saw your parents while I was driving today. Oh really? Car. Yeah. I oh. Just Did thought they see of that, you? Yeah, we waved and we gave each other the thumbs up. Me and your dad. I don't think your mom even looked at me. That's yeah. sick. <laughs> she does hate you, so. Yeah, she yeah. despises you, soldier. So. Yeah, I know. So very true. She she was like, "I'm gonna pretend to make a phone call real quick." <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my my oh, mother. I'm gonna pretend I'm texting. I didn't see that that smelly guinea in that car over there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're all Italian. I can smell him in the windows. Are up. He smells like meatballs. <laughs> famous. Does that boy ever take a fucking shower? <laughs> Sway smells like from under. 
Oh, no. All right. So we finally get into the last fight, which is between Luffy and Arlong, obviously. And uh, just so we get some context, Luffy, after Sanji um, defeated Karubi, he went back under the water. He smashed the, the, the concrete or the cement that's been holding him under there. And, you know, Nojiko holds him and Luffy, you know, slingshots back to his head and all the water that was in him, you know, bursts out of him. <laughs> I like how Arlong comes to the realization, like, oh, there shouldn't be any fountain over there, which yeah. means that the rubber brat is. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how would you fucking expect? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, huh, no fountain over there. Gotta be. It's gotta be Rufy. It's gotta be Rufy. Yeah, it's gotta be the yeah. rubber man with his uh, neck stretched from the bottom of the ocean floor, yeah. <laughs> getting the Heimlich removed <laughs> maneuver by two people who are both above and below ground taking fucking shifts. <laughs> yeah. While one person goes down to kick the concrete, while one of my minions just goes and follows him, it's just like a page and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before Sanji does this, Nami does show back up at Arlong Park. And, uh, you know, Arlong tells He's her... He's gonna kill him. Oh, Arlong goes, look, you can either join with me and I'll spare the villagers or I'm gonna kill everybody and take you hostage. And Nami, uh, you know, looks back to all the people of the village and says... And she just asks them, everybody, will you die with me? Uh, which was great, because they already were more than okay with giving their lives to this cause. Um, One Piece is so good, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, I'm underselling this moment, but this moment is really fucking cool. Uh, so Luffy, you know, uh, we're back to Luffy fighting uh, Arlong. Luffy starts off the fight uh, by hitting Arlong with his gumu gumu bell, his whip, his bullet, a Gatling gun, uh, and Arlong. Every like, every French word that Luffy. Knows <laughs> yeah, all time. named after body parts. Uh, the body parts that he's hitting, all all of them are <laughs> named after that. Um, and, you know, Arlong's like, is that it, kid? And Luffy, you know, cracks his knuckles. He's like, I'm just warming up, you know. Um, so before the fight really starts, Arlong asks Luffy, do you know what hope, what hopeless difference there is between us? And this is this was one of my favorite jokes. Luffy just looks at him and goes, nose or jaw or webbed hands. And, uh, you know, Arlong obviously, you know, says it's their race, obviously. And Arlong has this whole race superiority thing where he believes that, you know, humans are inferior and they're weak. They can't even breathe underwater. Um, and that can't even breathe underwater. Right. And that fishmen are the superior race. And this, this does get explored a lot more as, as we, we, um, go more into one piece we do find out that fishmen are very much discriminated against by humans yeah in like 400 chapters right which and it's awesome right. it is very it's cool and awesome but, but it's a whole different context though, <clears throat> right you know it makes a lot of the things that the straw hats say to the fishmen in these chapters a little bit more racy because they do go oh they they like to like oh you fish freak and stuff like that you know and it's like yeah, remember when luffy went and put scale face on and then <laughs> <laughs> scale phase yeah absolutely all right so luffy and uh, scale luffy and arlong you know they go back and forth and uh luffy uh, hits arlong in the face and breaks his teeth with uh with a punch uh but owie arlong yeah owie arlong shows that he has this ability to quickly grow his teeth back uh we see this 
this this happens a lot more i feel like in the um in the anime than it does in the manga it really doesn't happen often in the in these chapters but arlong makes it so that um he like grows these sets of teeth and uses them in his fucking hands as weapons which was really fucking cool amazing um, dude fucking amazing and it, it it's really smart as well uh i i think something that really doesn't get mentioned en- uh, enough is the fact that luffy is made of rubber blunt attacks will not hurt him okay seriously think about that all the time anytime that luffy gets punched kicked slammed what thrown into a building whatever the fuck it may be he kind of reacts like it's hurting him when it absolutely should not be if you fucking punch a ball of rubber it will just smush it, 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 yeah. it will take whatever shape you're putting it into and then take its shape back. Luffy's body should be exactly the same way. And I think Arlong realizes that, which is why he yeah. knows that I'm going to fucking rip and tear, just like Doom Guy. I'm going to rip and fucking tear. <laughs> okay? Rip and tear until the job's done, right? Right, absolutely. Arlong knows this very well. So he he comes up with this really cool strategy where he puts his fucking teeth into the palms of his hands and uses them as weapons. Now, Arlong's probably the first character we've met who's probably actually fought against another Devil Fruit user. Oh, yeah, absolutely has fought against another Devil Fruit user. In fact, I'd like to even say more on it, but it wouldn't really make sense in the context of things. Jesse, you read Impel Down, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, so as we know, Arlong is the only person up until this point who has ever escaped from Impel Down. Okay? He uh, didn't technically escape. When uh, they make, this is fucking way in advance, but when they make um, Jinbei a part of the Shishibukai, so we know, we do know that, so at this point, we do know that Arlong is technically working for a Shishibukai. He he isn't. Uh, But when Jinbei becomes a Shishibukai, he requests the release of Arlong from Impel Down. Arlong's first fight out of Impel Down is in fact with Luffy and he is sent immediately back to Impel Down after this fight. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, but, wow. Which is something crazy uh, to think about going even further, because when we think about Impel Down, uh, we don't see Arlong in Impel Down, but he gets sent back to Impel Down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly forgot that that happened, yeah. Adam. Yep. Um, I mean, I knew he got, he got sent there. I mean, I would assume he got sent there after this arc, but like before that, I didn't even I didn't even remember that. Mm-hmm. Now there is more information that we are all privy to. I won't bring it up, but obviously, a lot more people escape from Impel Down, and there's even another character that escaped Impel Down, probably before Arlong. I would say definitely before Arlong, but that doesn't even get mentioned here. Nor does that character. That character's uh, identity doesn't really get explored much in One Piece. Um, I, I'm referring to Gold Lion Shiki. Um, yeah, well, I think he was mostly like a movie thing. He is a, mo- a movie thing. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I think he is canon. He is. He gets mentioned. He he has an ability that lets him levitate or float, and he le- he escapes impelled down by using it. Adam, do you know what the the rocks pirates are? I do know about the rocks pirates. I don't know much I, about I, them. I, I'm pretty sure he was a member of the Rocks Pirates. That would make sense. A lot of I'm pretty 
A lot like of very powerful pirates were a part of the Rocks Pirates, so yeah, that yeah, will yeah. be some very exciting shit to talk about. But that is oh, way yeah. in the that's like that's Wano stuff, right? God, yeah. I want you to fucking read, catch up to One Piece, so I can no, talk to you. About I this. need to. I probably have like a hundred <laughs> chapters to read of it. Dude, and Dervishe is the same fucking way. She's been letting this shit build up, and it's like, God, I want, I need to talk to somebody about this. Yeah, I literally, I think the last time I read a new chapter of One Piece was pre-COVID, so going on yeah. like, you know, over a year, well over a year, probably two years. Yeah, man. Well, you got you got some really good stuff to, to get into. Oh, hey, yeah. also, can I can I mention, in chapter 91, um, first off, the which is, I think we're right where we're at, mm-hmm. um, but first off, the cover art is pretty amazing. Very gangster. Oh, um, first to say it. Gangster, gangster. Rather, rather the volume art, I should say. But the cover page actually does say uh, the ship of Marine Headquarters Vice Admiral Garp. So it does say Garp. Oh, it does. Mm. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it does say Garp. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have sworn that I had seen that before, but I wasn't sure until just now. Very cool. Uh, and at this point, obviously, uh, nobody knows. I keep. I was saying general. Uh, Admiral is the right word. Um Nobody knows who Garp is at this point. He's just a vice, gotcha. he's just some vice admiral, right? We don't know the context of who Garp actually is yet. Um, all right, so yeah, so uh, Luffy again, Luffy and Arlong are going <clears throat> back and forth. Arlong's using the the fucking teeth thing, and um, Luffy comes up with the idea of using a set of Arlong's teeth in his own mouth. Uh, we see this on page seven on chapter ninety one. Nightmare fuel, man. <laughs> very, very goofy. Very this goofy. Is so, this is so bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. And he uh he does land a bite on Arlong's uh neck with it, but Arlong's like, you know, your fucking human teeth are nothing compared to the bite, you know, of my teeth. You're fucking even using my fucking jaws, like that means nothing. And Arlong shows him by clenching down on uh Luffy's like elbow. But Luffy has the insight to not pull back because he knows if he pulls back, he's going to lose that fucking arm. And he pushes forward, and we see uh, on page 12, Luffy just slams Arlong into the ground. Very cool. Yeah, this page is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. get all the reaction shots up top or like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny and Yosaku. And um, there's a couple of shots with where Luffy gets that flex in there. Yes. And it always just looks badass. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, so after this, Arlong, uh, he, he's kind of getting beat up a bit here. Uh, he jumps into the water. L- Luffy uh, removes the, the jaws that are stuck onto his body. And... Let me ask you something real quick. Yeah, go Could ahead. you imagine taking out somebody's teeth and then putting them in your own mouth? And <laughs> your teeth? <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. I used to do it with my grandma's dentures all the time. <laughs> But no, be that... like Adam, I eat. I didn't even watch them, and I had onions last night. <laughs> Adam, you gotta yeah. use the paste at least. Make them stick, okay? <laughs> then you spend like twelve hours not being able to get dentures <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> you can't eat because your mouth is just constantly like, wide open. <laughs> I'm eating. Okay, so so next uh, up in the chapter, uh, Arlong is about to use. The move with the silliest name yes. in the series. 
We have darts. Arlong uh, spams his lowest cooldown ability, darts. Uh, he uh, shark on darts. Yeah. Shark, shark on darts. Yeah, I actually have a joke here for that too. Um, what is this? Uh, Naruto Fang on Fang, but um, nice, nice, nice. Um, uh, I, this actually kind of reminded me of JoJo. Like, oh, it, really? like shark on shark on darts sounds like it could be a stand name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reminds me of uh, Fantastic Four. Flame on. Shark no. on. No. He's like shark on. Nope. I have no idea what you're saying anymore. Uh, uh, I was I was making it up. Okay. So yeah. He's... Honestly, I thought we were just making that up. Nah, dude. This is all stuff we read. You're just uh, I don't know, losing it. I guess that sleep deprivation is finally kicking in. Uh, he said he wanted something spooky. <laughs> yeah. Him Billy or me Billy? You're both named Billy? No, that's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So yeah. So he uses this fucking darts attack, which is just literally him like darting around and using the point of his nose as a dart. Uh, and Luffy uh, shows off two new techniques that we haven't seen before. Uh, one is called shield and one is called net. And let me ask you guys, does he ever use this move, the, any of, either of these moves again, ever, in, throughout the rest of One Piece? Jesse likes asking these things too, so I'm going to ask him now. Uh, I hope not, because Net is horrifying looking to me. There's just something <laughs> that skeeves me out about it. I don't know why. The shield is thing is pretty gross. funny, though, like when it's that, that one panel of it just like stretching around Arlong's face. Uh-huh. Um, I, would, I would think that he uses shield again. Okay, Evan, what do you think? Um, I honestly don't know. All right. I honestly don't know. Um, I feel like he could. What's the answer, though? Not going to tell you. You're going to have to find out. You're going to have to keep reading. Fuck! Because <laughs> Jesse likes doing this shit, too. He doesn't tell you. He just gives you an, <laughs> a question, and you give him an answer, and he doesn't let you know if you're right. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> Luffy, uh, you know, he, he uses the net. Uh, and then he, he grabs Arlong out of the air, throws him down, and uses his spear attack. Um, and this, this sends fucking Arlong into a rage, and they even note that he's got the eyes of a sea king when, like, a sea king goes into its berserk. Um, like, rock. A little racist guy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of. Uh, we also find, uh, get this really fucking funny, uh, panel on, um... God, what chapter is this? Yeah, what? Oh, is this what chapter ninety two? This what when Luffy looks like a balloon? Yeah, he like grabs Luffy by the fucking head and goes to throw him, and his his head stretches, not his body. His head stretches, and we get this really funny picture of him like whipping Luffy around and throwing him. Amazing. Yeah, it's insane. It, it's <laughs> honestly like I can't believe he chose he chose to draw him like that. It's very cartoony. It's very cartoony, and I don't think we ever really see something like this again, where Luffy's fucking head is stretched out like this. Um, so after Luffy even states on page 12, that it didn't hurt. So oh, there going we back go. To what you were talking about. Um, I feel like maybe he has pain receptors, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't actually affect him negatively. Mm. Maybe it's just painful. That's fair. But I could see that. That he, would make sense. But at the same time, he was just thrown and destroyed Arlong Park almost. Right. And it didn't really hurt. So who knows? Who knows? Right, right. Uh, 
Go ahead. Do you think that they modeled Arlong's sword after his nose? Maybe. Yes. Probably. Well, his... <laughs> Evan. Yes. <laughs> He's a sawfish. He's a saw shark. He is a saw shark. And his um, his Kiribachi, uh, his shark saw sword, uh, is definitely reminiscent of a of a saw shark. And I like this picture of him on page fifteen too. Like he like slams it, but like the weight of it like pulls him up with it. You know, it's not like he's slamming the sword down in front of him. It's like the sword's taking him with it. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a high enough strength score to wield it. Right, absolutely has to dual wield it just to be able to swing it, and it still fucking <laughs> comes out slow and fucks him up if he doesn't hit something. Just like Dark Souls. Anyway, uh, so this uh, this fight once he pulls out his sword, uh, it the fight ends up going inside of the tower, and we end up on the top floor of the tower. And this is the room that Nami has been locked away in and forced to draw maps. And Luffy finds this pen on the ground and sees that it's like covered in blood. So obviously, you know, Arlong has Nami working day and night with no break, even if her fucking hands are bleeding. And obviously Luffy's getting very upset over this and just completely starts destroying the fucking room. And he even says, yes. like, you know, I want to destroy this room because this is the place that, you know, Nami sees as like her fucking prison, you know. Uh, yeah, and it's this... really awesome. And what especially triggers him is when Arlong says, "You think you can use her more effectively than I do?" Mm-hmm. And and Luffy's like, "Use, motherfucker, use!" Yeah, if he just straight up snaps that fucking sword. Yeah, yeah, he literally grabs the sword. Let me show that because that's really fucking cool. He fucking grabs this sword and just. Breaks the blade with pure fucking grip. So cool. Like you picked up your friend's peanut butter and jelly at lunch and you just squished it right in the bag. <laughs> right? Yeah, in the bag. Oh, no. <laughs> Drink it out with a straw, you piece of shit. <laughs> God damn. Um, so yeah, Arlong tries his best fang over fang impression, impersonation and does his uh, shark over fang move uh, and... Luffy ends the fight with the craziest fucking gumu gumu battle axe and times it perfectly so that when Arlong's shooting straight for him, he slams him to the ground and this completely like splits Arlong Park in half. Like the fucking whole building just starts collapsing on itself. Um, and uh, I, yeah, pretty much like pages 14 through 19 is just like six pages of fucking awesome looking shit man i yeah. breaking down this building he kicked like uh there's the one on page 18 you see him looking through the holes it looks like you're playing portal or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah i can't um, believe Lu- lucy uh, lucy god i can't believe luffy <laughs> would do this to muscle tower fucked up <laughs> i can't believe arlong bit luffy in the dick i know uh oda also has confirmed that luffy's powers do work with his penis yeah, there's that movie where his penis dips in the water that he passes out. <laughs> yeah, he goes to sit um, down and take a shit, and his dick hits the water, and he fucking slumps over. You know, one thing I like about this fight... What? What the fuck Yeah, dude, it's in, uh, it's in Strong World. Uh, one thing I like about this fight that... To com- to compare it directly to Dragon Balls like or Dragon Ball Z or 
Kingdom as well, the other two series that we're covering. One thing I liked is that everybody down on the ground has no idea what's going on up at the top of the building um, until like maybe a chapter goes by and then the desk gets thrown out the window or whatever. And then Nami starts to realize what's going on. And then obviously the building crumbles and everything. But I really like that because in Kingdom, right, like the generals are talking to each other from fucking miles away and stuff. And in Dragon Ball Z, like everybody's moving lightning fast, but everybody's like, oh, I can see what's happening. We're like, you know, talking with telepathy or something. Yeah, it's just cool to see like the outsider's perspective on the ground and everybody's just like. I wonder what's going on the fuck up there. And right. we know that shit's getting fucked up up there. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the the telepathy in Kingdom is one of my least favorite things about that series. I think we actually, like, the last bit we read left off on uh, on a bit of telepathy. And it's like, what? What? Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you guys. Uh, this is the end of all the fights. Uh, we, start. We'll start with Jesse. Uh, which was your favorite fight? And of the Fishmen, who was your favorite? Uh, I hate to kind of say this because it feels like a cop out, but honestly, just Arlong and mm-hmm. the Arlong Luffy fight, I kind of like the best. Especially the first time I read this last year or two years ago, whenever it was. Uh, definitely remember really being hyped about that, the whole building collapsing. Um, it obviously has a really positive effect on Nami. She totally understands what Luffy was going for with destroying the room. Um, and it's also cool that there's actually a bunch of flashback scenes of Nami, like, first getting introduced into there and Arlong, like, holding her down, making her make the maps and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, besides Shark on Darts being the most ridiculous name ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was the most badass. Cool. Uh, Evan? Um, I think my favorite of the Fishmen has to be Hachi. I like the, uh, the comedy aspect of it, the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think it's funny. It's an octopus man. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. The the best fight had to be the Arlong fight. But mm. If I had to pick a different one, I would say the Usopp Chu fight was yeah. pretty great. Um, Usopp coming through like that was uh, really warms the heart whenever he does because mm-hmm. he's always such a piece of shit all the time. Yeah, you but, you, you but love like, to see a character like that break character. And all the flashbacks he was having and how he was saying like, yeah, like everybody else gives their all all the time. Like I don't. I, if I don't do this right now, then I don't deserve to even like sail with them, you know? Right. I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would agree with you. I think I've re- I mean, <clears throat> I think the Arlong Luffy fight is the coolest fight. I do. I like the implications from the Usopp fight the most. And I agree that Hachi is also my favorite fish, man. But that's also with the bias of knowing what we know about Hachi and, you know, how yeah. he, him and the Straw Hats are going forward. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the end of this arc is uh, kind of important. Pretty, pretty big stuff happens at the end of this arc. Nothing groundbreaking, but pretty big stuff, okay? So uh, everybody remembers Nazumi. He is the uh, mouse captain, uh, marine captain, who, uh, you know, has been working with, you know, taking bribes from Arlong and extorting uh, Nami. And uh, he shows up at, right at the end of all of this happening. Um, and he comes to steal, you know, all the money from the Arlong Park and the treasure and 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 whatnot. And the Straw Hat crew kind of just beats the shit out of him. 
and they tell him like, not only are you not doing any of that, you're going to give back Nami's money and treasure, and you and the Marines are going to help rebuild Gosa Village. So obviously, Nazumi uh, he doesn't want to get beat the fuck up, so he agrees to these things. But he's obviously pissed off and reports everything that happened to the Marine HQ. And he tells them that, you know, the Straw Hats are to be labeled enemies of the world government. And he wants to put a bounty on Luffy's head. And we get a very iconic picture uh, on Chapter 94, the very last page. We get Luffy's first bounty picture. Uh-huh. Before we get Very the wanted nice. poster, we get the picture. And we can even see Usopp's head in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who took this picture. Who took this picture? You think it was a Marine cap? You think it was one of the Marines and Luffy legitimately like smiled for the picture? Yes, I believe that a thousand percent. Me too. Um, also, this is the first appearance of a Denden Mushi. Yes, we also get Denden Mushis, which are very cool. And Denden Mushis... Okay. Denden Mushis yeah, are... All- Oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I, I did write in my notes, is this the first time we see these things? Yes, I yeah, believe so. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, a fax stand in Mushi. Did we see one? No, we didn't. Okay, I was going to say, did Gin use one to talk to, to Don Krieg? But he did not. He showed up and talked to Don Krieg. So yes, I believe this is the first instance of a Denden Mushi. And I love Denden Mushis, not only because they're fucking snails and, and they're adorable, but they take on the shape of whoever's talking through them, which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very, amazing. very uh, unique and creative fucking yeah. telephone. Absolutely. For the world. Absolutely. Uh, did you guys remember that this was the, the – did you when, you – when you think about Luffy's wanted posters, did you remember that this was the origin? Like this is how we got this picture? Because I certainly didn't remember that at all. No, nah, not, not at all. I didn't remember that. No, I did not. Um, I'm trying to remember what what is his starting bounty? Is it thirty thousand? I believe it's thirty. Okay. Uh, yeah, I believe it's thirty. Yes. Probably find out next time. Yeah, we will definitely find out next time. But I want to say it's it's thirty. Um. Okay. So the arc ends with um, Nami. Uh. So the crew's leaving, and the arc ends with you know them you know saying goodbye to the villagers on their on the going merry. And uh, Nami runs past the entire village uh, without saying goodbye for some obvious reasons. One, I mean, I think it would be really hard for her to say goodbye. She also doesn't want to sit there and have everybody apologize to her for her sacrificing herself the past, you know, eight or nine years or however long she was, you know, serving under Arlong. And two, she also fucking stole all their wallets. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh so they'll great. get over she left them like a hundred million dollars right they'll be, yeah. fine. they'll be fine she literally liberated their island i don't think they're mad at her in the slightest nah, uh, but yeah, we all, I, I do love the the panels we get for this we uh on um chapter 95 uh the bottom panel of page 15 and the top panel of page 16 where it's yeah. not me showing the money and all the villagers calling her a thief and then all the straw hats reaction to it is just really funny yeah it's amazing uh, also, same like, as always. Mm-hmm. Nami, Nami lifting her shirt up a bit, and, like fucking like a dozen and a half wallets just dropping. Yeah. Really uh, we also see on page eighteen, Genzo holding this picture. Another thing that I did not fucking remember. I remembered where she got the tattoo. I remember her getting the tattoo, but I don't remember it being uh, as she describes it as a pinwheel and an orange. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, which is really fucking oh, cool. That rules. 
so fucking good. Seriously. Like this this hit me in the in the emotions really hard, eighteen and nineteen. Ooh, right in the emojis. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That that hit me right in the hard eyes emoji <laughs> and the crying waterfall tears emoji. I don't know the word for it, but sad emoji. Yep, I don't know the word for it, but Patrick Stewart emoji, poop emoji. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what what's his name? Jordan Peele denied that role. I don't blame him. Yeah, he had some famous quote where he's like, "They literally asked me to be the shit emoji," and I was like, "You're literally asking me to be the shit emoji." <laughs> 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 That's really funny. Uh, okay, so we also find out the origin of the pinwheel, which was uh, when Nami was a baby, Genzo had a scary face and would make her cry, so he put a pinwheel in his hat uh, in order to make Nami laugh as a child, which, again, was really cute. And we also find out that, uh, you know, because uh, so something that, that Luffy says to Genzo when he regains consciousness after he's being pumped out of water is, what happened to your pinwheel? That's like the yeah. first thing he fucking says when he regains consciousness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we see on the last page of this arc that Genzo actually put the pinwheel in Bellamere's grave, which I thought was like a really nice touch. Um, it's very great. So that's the end of the Arlong arc. There's a few things that I just want to bring up. Uh, one of the funny, I think the funniest fucking uh, bit in the entire fucking thing is on chapter 89. Uh, so chapter 89, after... Um, Usopp beats uh, Chu. He goes back, and he like is shooting stuff at Arlong. And he uh, on page four, he uh, he goes to shoot an Usopp rubber band, which and they the the funniest thing is they show on page four it literally like going two feet and falling in the on the ground in front of him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But also, hey, but sorry, I'm sorry. Go on. On page two pages later, we get this reaction of Hachi like bracing for impact. And going, damn it, I thought that rubber band might have hit me, which I yeah. thought was the <laughs> best fucking bit. It's so funny. Even Usopp was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got to say, too, this is also the chapter where Arlong has his hands on Zoro and he sees yes. him like with the wounds and he's like, holy shit, this guy's legit. That, no, <laughs> that is another I thing I wanted he... to bring up as well was uh, the wound. But that's it. I just want to show what the wound was and just show how fucked up Usa or uh, I'm sorry, how fucked up Zoro actually is between his fight yeah. with Hachi and uh you know uh Mihawks giving him this fucking wound. And it looks it, it, so much better in black and white. Oh, I'm gonna nice. look it up right now. Uh some of this some of the scans I'm seeing for the black and white eventually get kind of bad though. But um... uh, go to go to the number five of nine. That's the oh, best okay, one. Nice, nice. They, they also use the same Word. uh text as the colored. Word. Gotcha. Um one other thing about that too, speaking of uh Zoro's massive cuts, there's the it might be that same scene where he's like, Oh, should have waited longer and the cuts would have not opened up mm-hmm. and then Arlong's like yeah and he's like not me I mean your guy and then you see yeah. I gotta say though the funniest thing for me is actually in the last chapter 95 where Luffy is talking about the raw ham melon oh and yeah it, it goes to this scene of Genzo and he's pouring out a beer for his homies and all you know at the grave site mm-hmm. and then he, all of a sudden just 
raw ham melon. <laughs> I mean, Lucy yeah. just busts in on the scene. That was pretty hilarious. Some straight up that rum ham funny. shit right there. <laughs> rum, rum ham. ham. Um, and one last thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, on chapter 94, page 16, uh, the doctor that's looking after Zoro says, you know, you guys need to fucking get a doctor. And Luffy's like, that's a good idea, but we need a musician first. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was pretty interesting because obviously mm -hmm. Luffy has made this very apparent that he wants a musician on his ship. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, that's one I of the last expect... people he gets, right? It's one of them. Not, I don't yeah. think it's the last one, but it's the one last, of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the end of the Arlong Park arc. How did you guys? How'd you guys like that? I know, I know, we've all read this before, but how did we like the reread of it? Loved it. Fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah me too. I think I think this arc is really great. And last episode of Dunn's Peace was definitely more of the setup and emotional background to everything that you know i think i said this nami's backstory really stuck with me uh, as i read the whole series so, you know over 600 chapters and um in this episode it was just a lot of fights but they were cool and there's a, a lot of payoff at the end in the in the last chapter so oh yeah really enjoyed this absolutely um and going forward i think we're gonna try to do like an arc and then do a discussion about the arc rather than me break it up like this. Cause I think the new format will allow me to actually just summarize the whole arc and then we can just go from there, you know? Yeah. Uh, right but on. next week it is King dummies. We will continue the coalition arc. Uh, I don't know the chapters. Evan had mentioned that he might want to do the whole rest of it. Evan, what's your uh, thoughts? Not the whole rest, but I think we, I think I want to do, um, something like 30 chapters if we can cool um i still i'll be honest i still have yet to read it um i'll probably do that either later tonight or tomorrow but i, I feel like i want to take a look probably around 30 chapters we'll see how it ends you know it's got to end on a right spot absolutely so, yeah that'll be coming um sometime next week um, i think that we should all get the tattoo of the pinwheel and the orange but it has a dunce cap on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. That's funny. We should just get dunce cap tattoos. Um, but all right, that's going to be uh, everything from us over at the Mangaki no Sukai boys. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. And wherever you are, have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>